Hi there, it's Dallas Travers. Thanks so much for tuning in. You are indeed listening to Coaches on a Mission, the podcast for values-driven coaches who want a business you're really proud of. The episode you're about to listen to was recorded before we changed the name of the show to Coaches on a Mission. So you're gonna hear a reference to the Six Figure Coach podcast. Never fear, you're totally in the right place. These episodes were just way too good to remove from our archive. So I hope you enjoy and thanks again for tuning in. Hey there, it's Dallas Travers. Welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. This is part two of a two-part series with Malika Williams. Last week, Malika and I created a vision for what she wants in her business. And when we took a good hard look at her numbers, we realized that she is a lot closer to that vision than she thought. From there, we talked about the two phases coaches flow in and out of in their businesses. Phase one is expansion. Phase two is containment. We have to spend time in each. So as coaches, like I said, we need both of these. And Malika realized that right now, she's in a containment phase. Which begs the question, if you're not consciously growing your business, what are you doing? The answer is that the containment phase is the essential period to focus on foundations so you can actually grow again when you're ready. Malika and I tuned into the foundations of her business and realized that it's time for her to hire an assistant. So that's what we got to work on during this week's episode. Enjoy! Welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and this is the show to listen to if you're a coach and you want the freedom, the confidence, and the impact that comes with a six-figure business. Each week, we'll discuss tangible strategies, simple systems, plus the juicy inner work to help you make more money and help more people. So thank you for being here. Let's dive in. Malika, welcome back. This is our very first double double episode uh, arc, so I'm excited to have you here. Thanks. Thank you for having me. I feel honored. So I want to catch all of our listeners up in case they missed your last episode. And if you're listening and you missed Malika's first episode, you might just want to stop and go back. But just in case that doesn't happen, can you share with everyone, I'd like to just hear how the last session was for you, summarize what we focused on and what your key takeaways were. Yeah, so the last session was very helpful for me. I felt like my biggest, the kind of biggest result of our conversation was just an energetic shift. I kind of came in feeling like, oh, I'm gonna get these things. You know, there's certain things in my business I'm getting wrong or I'm not, I'm behind. And having all of these kind of expectations on myself around scaling and changing the structure and leveraging my time now that I'm a full-time entrepreneur. And my biggest takeaway was I'm doing fine. (laughs) I'm doing well. My business is in a great place. When, when you kind of help me stop and look at the numbers, it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm not that far from my, my big crazy goals are like next door. So that was a huge revelation for me and kind of shifted the story I had in my head about how I'm, you know, I'm so maybe a used to, you know, having to work so hard to get to this thing. And I think in general, the idea of owning my own business feels like such a huge complicated thing that to actually see myself as no, I'm in it and I'm doing it is, it is kind of different from 
I'm trying to do this thing that's not quite in my reach and blah, blah, blah. So I think one of the frameworks you presented, which I've repeated to many people since <laughs> since we spoke, <laughs> is um, that there are times when your business is in expansion and there are times when your business is in containment. And so it was really recognizing, I'm kind of, I think at the tail end of an expansion phase, transitioning into a containment phase, which means that the work that I, you know, the work for me in, in my business in this moment is really about going deeper in the things that I already have, working on my vision and values, which I've started to do, thinking about systems, not doing a launch, right? Which was my big like, oh my gosh, I haven't done a launch yet. Am I really a coach or <laughs> right. uh, whatever? So knowing like, okay, I don't need to do those things yet. I might not, I don't know when, but you really gave me um, a different way to think about that, that it's not like this timeline I have to keep up with. When the time for expansion comes around again, it'll happen organically. I'll feel that I'll crave it and want to start doing that versus kind of, I have to do this now. Oh crap, I'm behind. Yeah. For me, the big takeaway was just asking the question of how simple can I make this? Mm. Right. And mm-hmm. just, and reminding it's interesting in my company, one of our core company values is agency. Mm-hmm. Just remembering that we all have a choice mm-hmm. and that's something that we try to lead with inside the six figure coach club. Uh, and sometimes it's easy to forget because we see what all of these other coaches or online marketers are doing and it looks awesome. It's so yeah. tempting and it, and yet it may not totally align with your values in this moment, in this phase in your business. So I feel like a little bit of a broken record. I've been saying, how simple can I make this over and over <laughs> again since our session? Okay. So we realized that you're on the tail end of an expansion phase and then w- that's kind of where we left the conversation. So now right. where do you want to take things today? All right. So I would love to talk about um, bringing on another person to support the work that I'm doing and thinking about, well, what would this person, what would their job be? What would I delegate? I have all these thoughts about what that could be kind of beyond just maybe what in my mind an assistant is. So I'm curious for your input on how to think about that and um, yeah, how I can accomplish what I want. Cause I do recognize, okay, I'm at a point where I, I have a certain amount of clients that I feel good that I'm going to continue, you know, I can sustain a certain number. I do still want to grow, but I, I feel like I'm in a position where I could have some more consistent help. Yes. Um, and that that would be, I've been listening to you for years <laughs> about you need to hire someone before you think you're ready. And so I'm going <laughs> to integrate that, that advice. And I know that there are things I'm, as I've been doing, um, you know, working in the business full time now, I have a sense of things that I like doing and things that I don't like doing. And I know that the more I'm doing the things that I'm good at, the the faster I'll grow or the better things will be. And so I want to kind of start really setting myself up to be doing the things that are in my, you know, zone of genius or in my strengths and having other support to do the other tasks that are not 
Yeah, great. All right, so let's start today by getting really clear about the roles or responsibilities or tasks that you want to delegate next. Okay. And then if we want, we can take the conversation a little further and maybe identify a bit of a hiring strategy for you. Okay, cool. Great. I'm so glad you mentioned that about the idea of hiring before you're ready. And I want to speak into it for a moment for everyone listening. So inside the Six Figure Coach Club, I talk about a hiring triangle. So if you can imagine a pyramid in front of you, it's most narrow at the top and it's widest at the bottom. A lot of times, especially when we make our first hire, we think, oh, I really want to take on this brand new bright, shiny strategy that I've never done before. So let me go and hire someone to do that new thing. Mm-hmm. And you're still in your inbox all day long, mm-hmm. right? You're still figuring out client invoicing and a lot of these other tasks that take you out of your zone of genius. So before we hire for these new, bright, shiny positions, we have to make sure that the base of that pyramid is being handled by someone other than the CEO, the coach here. And and those are, from my perspective, no offense to anyone who loves this work, but those are the unsexy tasks Mm-hmm. of emails and scheduling and research and a lot of times billing stuff or figuring out your CRM, right? Imagine if you had someone who just loved all things tech and could knock out a sales page for you in a matter of moments. So um, so what I think we should do is make a list of what's not getting done well, mm-hmm. what's not getting done consistently or what's not getting done at all. Okay. Because that's probably where you need to hire first before we get excited about like hiring an expert to create some sort of funnel for you. That comes later, but we want to get you out of the base of that pyramid. Okay. Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay, great. So I will take notes here. Let me get a fresh sheet so I can actually send them to you later. Thinking about the things you're currently doing in your business, what's what's either not getting done well or not getting done consistently? So definitely website maintenance is not getting done, period. And pretty much anything that has to do with the website. So there's like, I have a input form for people who want to you know, pursue coaching, it goes to some weird email thing that I, you know, I catch sometimes, but I feel like it's, but it's so the back end, all that stuff, I need a different platform. There, there's just a lot of issues around that, that I've kind of just decided, oh, I don't have the bandwidth for this. Okay. So I'm just going to write down like the tech around lead gen. So it's the website, it's the opt-ins, it's the tech around lead gen. It's the tech around the, like the email funnels, all that, all, none of that is working seamlessly together. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, I think with social media, mm-hmm. I am, I, I am posting consistently. That's a new thing. You are. But <laughs> <laughs> aside from Instagram, I'm not, I'm not really tracking engagement or like if somebody comments on a Facebook post, Nobody, I'm not going to see it. Nobody's going to write back. No one's going to say thanks. You know, what's going Nothing. There's yes. no kind of 
social media engagement on LinkedIn or Facebook right now. Okay. So we'll say Facebook and a LinkedIn engagement. I don't even want to call it a strategy, but a process or a workflow. Okay. 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 Um, what else is not going or so I think I have some systems set up around, um, get, you know, scheduling using Calendly and I have some intake systems to onboard clients, but it, I feel like it's not as strong as it could be. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there is still some scheduling that I end up having to do of like, well, are you free at this time or this, you know, that whole right email okay. back and forth. Got it. Okay. How um, much time are you spending in your inbox with non-client emails? Yeah. Not, not a ton, but not because I'm good at it. It's because I, I really suck at email and I, don't no respond to things. <laughs> like I don't mind not responding to things or, okay. or deleting things like it, but so there's over a thousand emails in there. Okay. Um, so I don't think it's not something I'm proud of or that is handled. It's just like, I don't bother myself with it, Great. but that means I could miss things. Okay. <laughs> I love that. You're not bothered by it. <laughs> I get, I think one of my greatest thrills in life is when my inbox gets down to that message. You've probably never see it, seen it, but it says like, you have zero messages. <laughs> like my goal, my goal in life is to get that message. So, No, okay. I'm not living that life. <laughs> All right. So we talked about the things that are either not getting done well or not getting done consistently. Um, and email definitely fits in the consistent. Yeah. Kyle, what are tasks that you're currently doing and you might even enjoy them? An example of that for me is I love spending evenings in Canva. And mm, I realize, mm-hmm. like, right, I realize that is not where I, <laughs> what I should be doing. Like I know. And it's almost just a fun pastime where some people right, <laughs> like to play cards or exercise. And I like to design cool graphics in Canva. But that's an example of something that takes up time and is not necessarily in my zone of genius or not necessarily result or revenue generating actions. Yeah. So what are those tasks that keep you out of your zone of genius? I think some of it is like organization. So I do, in spite of my email inbox, I do like things to be organized and like my Google drive and Asana. But I haven't quite mastered it. I tinker a lot and there's, there are folders there and there's things, but there's still a lot. I could spend a whole day just sorting things and putting them into the right folders. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's one thing that I like, I think the hard part for me, Dallas, is that these are tasks or things that I've done. I've been paid to do for other people in the past. Right. So there is some sense of like, well, of course I can do it and I'm good at it. But yes. it's, is that the thing that I built a business for to do? No. Yes. Um, so, but or like creating systems and organizing stuff. I think that's, that's a part, part of what has fallen apart with the onboarding stuff too. It's like taking the time to research a better flow. So I'm not using three or four apps for somebody to join versus right. one, yeah. you know, but mm-hmm. kind of not having the 
the time or the knowledge base to just do that quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wrote it down as maintaining organization inside the business. Okay. 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 And then I think you mentioned research before. I think that is, that is an area that I enjoy, but I'm not, I haven't been able to make time for in terms of, and I'm not doing it all, which is reaching out to people to be a guest on their podcast or, you know, which is like, I'm really, I think that is a very, um, would be a good strategy for me. Cause I like to talk, <laughs> I like to talk and, um, that's just like an easy way to kind of get out there, but finding the connections and, and I know there are so many relevant podcasts right now also like about women. And so it's not even that where, where do I look? What are, but it's just kind of overwhelming, I guess, to get in there. And then certainly I'm not doing any pitches. Got it. Um, There's one podcast I listened to that I've just listened to anyway. And like the last maybe five episodes, they've said something connected to women and voice and owning your power. And I'm just like, ah, I gotta get on there. <laughs> yeah, I get it. They're okay. calling me. I get it. Okay. Okay. So here's the list so far. Let's see if we've missed anything. Website maintenance, making sure MailChimp or whatever email marketing system you're using talks to your calendar and talks to your website in the way that it's supposed to, just making sure that's all clean. Great. Social media support, uh, specifically Facebook and LinkedIn engagement, onboarding and onboarding new clients and scheduling. It's not that that's broken, but it's taking up a lot of your time, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Email support, maintaining organization in the current systems, right? In particular, Google Drive. And podcast research, maybe even pitching. Is there anything else that you're spending a lot of time on that keeps you out of either your zone of genius or what you just brought forward, which is those next level actions that you just know if you did them consistently would have a massive return on your investment in time, like pitching for podcasts? I think there's possibly an opportunity to have support around money stuff managing like bookkeeping things, which in so that feels complicated, not because my books are so complicated. <laughs> They're not <laughs> like, it's very probably straightforward. It feels complicated because I'm trying to grow in my kind of um, being savvy about my numbers and managing my money. And so it feels like something that I need to do to stay connected, but I'm not doing it. And it, when I do it, it's a huge drag. So maybe that's a thing that if I had support around, it would get done and I could still be connected to it. Maybe it doesn't need to be me kind of torturing myself to feel like I've, I'm handling it. Does that make sense? I understand. So what I hear you saying is you are working on strengthening your relationship to yourself when it comes to your numbers and your finances. Mm-hmm. One way to do that is to l- literally put attention on your numbers and your finances. But mm-hmm. there's you're realizing there are other ways to do that. You could have a bookkeeper or assistant input the numbers and expenses and send you a report every month and there's an appointment on your calendar to review that. Mm-hmm. Even if you mm-hmm. have to review it with your assistant, mm-hmm. right? Watching you do it, mm-hmm. uh, otherwise it doesn't get done. Great. Okay. 
All right. Well, let's take this another step further. We've gotten clear on the type of support you need because these tasks are not getting done well, they're not getting done consistently, or they're not getting done at all. Or there's, there's that, and then the next step is things you're doing, things you may even be good at. Hello, Canva graphic designer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I should start another business graphic designing Canva. I love it so much. But they take up so much time, you don't have time for move the needle actions, such right. as podcast pitching. Great. Um, the next thing I like to do to get clear on the role is identify any outliers, right? So to try to find someone, for example, who can totally manage your calendar, who's also really good at tech, who can capture your voice with social media engagement and knows bookkeeping, mm-hmm. it may be hard to find one person for all mm-hmm. of those roles. So mm-hmm. I like to then identify tasks that can be outsourced to a specialist. Mm-hmm. So there's two I see on this list, and I'd love to know what your thoughts are. One is all of the web tech stuff. This is likely where you will want to find a virtual assistant who specializes in whatever CRM or email marketing program you're currently using. It is MailChimp, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And are you on, a, is your website a WordPress site or Squarespace or who knows? <laughs> this other thing called Moonfruit. Oh, Okay. That's part of the problem, Dallas. <laughs> for the for all of our listeners, I just made this massive like <laughs> insert shruggy shoulders That's emoji, right? <laughs> one of the things. So okay. I think it it would make sense to to transfer it to a more mainstream platform um, mm-hmm. because it's on this other thing and that hasn't been good. It's been, created all these issues. Got it. Okay, but that's something I haven't had the space to do. Okay, great. So one specialist role I see here is a VA who has confidence and competency with MailChimp plus a um, common, what's the word? Like I'll say common uh, website platform. Okay. The other thing that stands out to me, and I'd love to hear your thoughts in terms of a specialist role is this bookkeeping piece. You may want to just look at hiring a bookkeeper. Okay. What's your reaction to that? It feels to my immediate thing is like, well, I don't have enough money for someone to manage, not, not to hire someone, but like with the the revenue and the expenses, it's like, doesn't feel kind of big enough that Mm -hmm. somebody would be able to take it on. But I guess, I mean, there are people who would have multiple accounts and, you know, it's still somebody's time. So that does make sense. And like in my mind, I feel like, well, I'm not ready for a full bookkeeper. Like there's not enough money coming in and out to yeah. make that mix be necessary. But that's not necessarily true. I don't know. So I was just going to say, you don't know that for a fact. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and I can tell you the difference between, because I used to have someone on my team do the books. I, Okay, here's an example. Uh, last month, inside the Six Figure Coach Club, it was one of our Q&A calls, and a member, her name is Anna, she asked, she was kind of having squishiness uh, mm-hmm. with, a new, with a, a new client she had enrolled, and the client said, can I just pay you through Venmo? And Anna mm-hmm. was like, yeah, sure. And I called Anna out on this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that, to me, is a reflection of how she was relating to herself as a business owner. 
Like Venmo is sketchy. That's what I like. That's how you reimburse your friend who paid for your beer. Right? Mm-hmm. It's not how you get money from clients. Um, so by just committing to even like to PayPal or some sort of like more right. structured payment process, Anna is con- uh, committing to how she to being a legitimate business owner. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I feel the same way about a bookkeeper. So you may want to get clear on the level of bookkeeping support yeah. you need and if it's in your budget. But I heard you say you are trying to expand your relationship to yourself when it comes to your money and your numbers. Great. Hire a bookkeeper. That's the <laughs> quickest and easiest way to do that. Okay. As soon as you said that, it's about <laughs> the way that you relate to yourself. I'm like, like oh, of course <laughs> it is. Of course. Yeah. Yes. You're absolutely right. I mean, yeah. this is the you know, the hurdle I was at two years ago with like having a separate bank account. Right. right. <laughs> that was like the big step. Yeah. And I, you know, the big, scary, whatever thing. And I did it. And then this, now I see, okay, this is an extension of, <laughs> of that growing that muscle or way of dealing with my finances that well has nothing to do with how much money is coming in or not. It's about me seeing myself as a business. Yes. Yes. And creating yeah. a, like a more solid container for your business to grow. Yeah. Okay. Now caveat, this is for you, but also for our listeners. It's possible that when you do the research to find bookkeepers, that financially the investment wouldn't make sense for right. where your business is at right now. So then we look at alternatives like, like having your assistant that you're going to hire, move in or take some some great QuickBooks training. Like there are other mm-hmm. things that you can do, but the first thing I would do is just look at finding a bookkeeper who, mm-hmm. uh, who's great at b- tiny but mighty businesses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then we've got these other roles here. So uh, Facebook and LinkedIn engagement, onboarding, new cl- supporting you in onboarding and scheduling new clients. Wouldn't it be great? If you sign a new client and you do one thing, which is to email an introduction between that client and your yes. assistant. <laughs> yes. Supporting you with the inbox so that nothing goes missed. Mm-hmm. Ma- uh, maintaining organization of the systems and files you already have in the business. And doing research for podcast pitching. Mm-hmm. Those- can, I, <laughs> can I add one more thing to that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So this comes up with like when I am doing a workshop or I haven't done a ton of podcast interviews, so it's not so much there, but it's like managing, coordinating the logistics around doing a workshop. Yes. Uh, So like the back and forth emails before it's like, okay, great. I'm going to show up at this time and here's the Zoom link. Great. Yeah. So that's another version of the scheduling, but it's yeah. for, your, for your bigger events rather yeah. than just when a private client needs to reschedule. Great. So I'm looking at all of these roles or tasks, and they all feel like cousins, meaning mm-hmm. someone with a strength in one area would likely have a strength in all of those areas. Does that feel aligned for you as well? Yeah, I think so. Like um, communication skills, like kind of um, executing things. Mm -hmm. Um, yes. 
If you never seem to have enough time to get it all done, maybe you don't remember the last time you actually had a full weekend off, or perhaps you're a master at avoiding the important priorities to really move your coaching business forward, Schedule Domination is your new best friend. That's because Schedule Domination shows you the exact process I follow to design my ideal work week, create space for everything from downtime to client work to list building, Facebook Lives, content creation, really everything, all in a pretty color-coded calendar that's totally customizable and designed to help you feel accomplished, grounded, and productive every single week rather than like this hamster running your buns off on the wheel that never goes anywhere. Sounds really good, right? So what I want you to do is head on over to schedule domination.com right now. Grab this free training. Then send me a photo of your shiny new organized calendar right in your Instagram stories. I'm a total nerdy Capricorn for this kind of stuff. So you're going to make my day. You know, I'm just going to say it. Schedule domination. It just might change your life. Grab the training now for free at scheduledomination.com and let's get back to the episode. Great. Let's make a list of some characteristics that this person needs to have. So just for everyone listening, the first step is to get clear on where the bottleneck is happening. What's not getting done well? What's not getting done consistently? What's not getting done because there is not enough time, right? Or that's keeping you out of your zone of genius. Then um, the next step is to identify any specialists. Like, are there any, what's that song? Like one of these things are not like the others. Mm-hmm, are there mm-hmm. any specific tasks that really don't jive with the others, right? One, one of the hiring mistakes I made years ago was I wanted to hire someone who was really good at capturing my voice in writing, who, ha- who was intuitive when it came to customer service. Um, who was highly organized and could could help with all of our, we had a high volume of students back then, um, and could also edit in GarageBand, which is like mm. super random, right? So out of all of the people who applied, there was one person who had some GarageBand experience. So I hired him and he lasted for two and a half days. Oh. <laughs> and he was not the right person because <laughs> I tried to find like a Jack or Jane right. of grades and did right. not did not fly. So... Poor Danny. (laughs) Okay, so once we have that down, now we want to look at characteristics from my perspective. Characteristics, those untrainable qualities are so much more important than skills. Okay. Right? You could walk someone through your Google Drive process and they could learn that. But if they're not naturally organized Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and naturally someone who thinks with the end in mind, mm-hmm. how do you train them to think to think that way? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I like to look at characteristics or qualities that you want to find in this person. Okay. I think definitely somebody who um, takes initiative. Mm-hmm. So who can see a problem and fix it mm-hmm. or, you know, kind of knows the level of like, what do I need? to ask about what can I just handle? Great. So someone who also trusts themselves mm-hmm. and yes. is willing to make mistakes. Yes. If someone is not willing to make mistakes, they're going to, I'm speaking ask in me. absolutes, but they're going to sure. checking in with you, right? Right. Okay. Great. What? Are, there's something here about being highly organized. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, some people are systems people and some people aren't systems and process people. And I am, I am a systems and process person, (laughs) but, um, I don't want to be the system and process person for the center for women's voice. Yep. So, but I think somebody who does think linearly, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. In terms of, uh, workflows. Yep. Something else that's coming up for me is someone who is resourceful. Mm-hmm. Right? This kind of goes without saying, but someone who believes in the work that you're doing. Yes. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I think that's a huge part, especially with pitches and any kind of communication. You know, I want them to also be unapologetic and bold yeah. and, yeah. Um, you know, warm and kind of, a good representative of the brand. Yes. Yeah. I'm just going to write capable of representing the brand. Great. And I also wrote Ooh, who's this person. I want to meet her. Oh, she sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, through written, uh, blah, 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 through actions. Okay. So I also wrote down that they have strong written communication skills because they are going to be in charge of engagement. Mm -hmm. And I think there's something here too about really valuing human connection. Those might not be your words, Mm -hmm. but it would be so easy with a project like Instagram or excuse me, LinkedIn engagement to Mm -hmm. treat it like a to-do list item. Mm -hmm. And then that's not really engagement, Mm -hmm. right? So what is that valuing human connection? What would your words for that be? I guess... I would say like somebody who's interested in building community ah, through right. yeah. those, those interactions mm-hmm. because that's what I want, but I just don't have the time yeah. to be there. But that's my hope is that when people interact with a post or something that they're, they, they are invited they're They feel like they're being welcomed into like a conversation and a community and a, you know, mm-hmm. great. Not, being ignored, which is what's happening now. <laughs> All these people are just screaming into the sky that you never return their emails. <laughs> okay, so here's what we've got. This is a role that includes Facebook and LinkedIn engagement, uh, workshop logistics, onboarding and scheduling of clients, helping to maintain the email inbox, maintaining organization of your files and processes, for example, in Google Drive, researching opportunities for you to speak or be a podcast guest. They need to have um, an interest in building community, initiative, self-trust, a willingness to make mistakes. They, we were looking for a linear thinker who loves systems. This is someone who is resourceful, They strongly believe in the work that Center for Women's Voice does, that they get behind the mission. They have strong written communication skills, and they're capable of representing the brand through their actions. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a very cool person. I know. I know. If you're listening to this. Yeah. Yes. How to email? Oh no! Wait. Don't email. It sounds like the best thing to do is DM in Instagram, right? Instagram. Yes. (laughs) So I'd like both of us to just take a moment and tap into what could be possible for your business or your lifestyle, Mm -hmm. 
if you had someone on your team who you trusted, who was more than capable of showing up in the way we described and handling the tasks that we described. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to hear what comes up forward for you when you reside in that space. I mean, I feel like I would be on fire. Yeah. <laughs> like if, cause those are all of the things that are, that are in my kind of like, well, I don't love them, but this is what helps the business go forward, you know, whatever. But if, so if those things were being done well, and I could really just do coaching or show up as an amazing speaker, if that was what, that was my kind of domain of responsibility, then I would be amazing. Um, like that feels exciting and not just amazing. I feel like, oh, I could really build momentum and yes. and grow versus right now it feels like I'm reaching into those areas and dipping a toe in and getting, you know, a thing here and a thing there. Um, so I feel like I would just kind of be released <laughs> to kind of, you know, make an impact in the way that I feel like I'm uniquely gifted to make an impact. And it would be so great to have a person who, I think one of my kind of uh, reservations about having an assistant or someone in that role is thinking like, I'm going to have to kind of manage, micromanage this person or tell them exactly what to do. And that's going to feel almost as um, cumbersome as doing all the things myself. So I think totally because you're going to take all this time showing them and then they're still not going to do it right. 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 At least that's the story in my mind. Totally. (laughs) So I think really honing in on, okay, well, no, this person is a self-starter. They're afraid. They're not afraid to make mistakes. They, all of these things. It's like, oh, I can totally trust this person and they can have a great, a great experience too. And that can become unleashed, you know, in the systems and whatever, because there's work to do. I think knowing that could bring somebody else (laughs) joy and satisfaction to get into the nitty gritty there um, would be, that would be fun to see. And just, I don't know, things would be so much easier. So much easier. And going back to uh, the last episode where we talked about expansion and containment, with this person on your team, from my perspective, you are in a space of true agency when you can choose when and how you want to go back into an expansion phase mm-hmm. um, where at some point it just becomes treading water. Yeah. Right. So this is exciting. Okay. Should we, let's take it a little further, shall we? Okay. Okay. So for our listeners, two episodes ago, Sarah Gabori was our guest and we also talked about hiring I will put a link in the show notes, but during that episode, we talked a little bit more about crafting the job description. So um, I'm going to put a link to the resource shared in that episode. You may want to go back and listen to that episode. Malika, you're a member of the Six Figure Coach Club. So go to the team traction training. Okay. Video number one is the world's greatest hiring process because I'm a very humble person. (laughs) (laughs) And it'll walk you through how to craft a job description that designed to elevate the right candidates and mm-hmm. discourage the other candidates. Okay. 
So I don't want, I, so I don't think in this episode today we need to spend time on that. You have access to the training. Our listeners also have access to a tool or a resource. Cool. But what I would like to do is create some accountability for you here. Ooh, okay. <laughs> because this is a fun conversation and it's so yeah. easy to get too busy to hire someone. Yeah. Right. Or to fall back into the, any I'm not ready thinking. Right. And you're ready, even if this person is a part-time contractor who works five or seven hours a week in the beginning, there is a role here that Mm -hmm. can easily be filled by someone who would love to have this gig working for an organization. You get to call yourself an organization when you have have an assistant (laughs) Uh, that's making such a difference in the world. Okay? So let's create some accountability. The first, the next step around this would be for you to craft that job description. Okay. When would you like to craft that job description? For our listeners, Malika and I are recording this episode on October 16th. So what's your deadline for the job description? So let's say by, I'm going to, let's say by mid-November. Okay. And then the step after that will be posting the job description. Okay. Understanding that you are getting married at the end of November, right? Yeah. You also, And then we're moving into the holidays, which this could just be a story I'm making up, but that sounds like a kind of a funky time <laughs> to hire someone. It could be the best time. I don't know, but... I don't know. Um, but understanding that we're kind of moving into the end of the year, what makes sense for you? And here's why. You have to be available to train this person and onboard them in a powerful right. way. So what makes sense for you in terms of the timing to post the job description? So I don't see myself being really available to do that until January. Agreed. Yeah. Um, going on a honeymoon in December. Yeah. <laughs> and then some, tri- you know, the, and yeah. the holidays traveling. So I don't know when it makes sense to mm-hmm. to put the job description, if that means I shouldn't post it until January or if I post it at the end of December and then I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I, I just to be clear, this could be limited thinking on my part, but what's feeling right to me is let's get that job, job description done by November 16th so mm-hmm. that post-honeymoon, post-holidays, you can hit the ground running in January with the goal of having the perfect person hired and onboarding beginning by February 1st. Okay. Does that feel feel aligned for you? Yeah. 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 That feels, um, that feels exciting and like a fun, a good way to start the quarter. Yeah. I, I feel exactly the same way. It makes me kind of buzzy, actually. <laughs> so what I'd love to invite 2021 you... 2021 is going to be so different, Dallas. <laughs> oh, I'm crossing all my fingers and toes. <laughs> it's going to be different I mean, for all of us. Uh, and, I, and, and to be clear for anyone in charge who's listening, we mean different in a good way. <laughs> Not different. <laughs> My husband found this t-shirt and it's a picture of a dumpster on fire and it says 2020. Like, yes, that is a picture is worth a thousand words. 
Yeah. Okay. So I would love to just add, uh, as we wrap up here, some final accountability. By November 16th, post your job description inside our Six Figure Coach Club Facebook group and tag me. Okay. I'm actually going to mark my own calendar right (laughs) now so it doesn't turn into one of those nice little things I say and then I don't notice if you don't do it. So I'm writing, did Malika post the job description? Now we're all watching you. Okay. Good. Great. Okay. So you can grow or maintain when you feel like it. Mm-hmm. What I got, what I took away from today's conversation is boy, with someone else on your team, it just opens the door for you to do more of what you're really good at mm-hmm. and let the business really, really thrive. Mm-hmm. Great. Do you have any final thoughts or takeaways you'd like to share before we wrap up? I think I like what you shared about, you know, even if this person is on for five or six hours a week, that I'm ready and that that would make a difference. Because I think one of the things that has been stopping me or has felt like a block is like, oh, can I hire someone for 25 hours a week? I don't know. Can I afford that? Right. Oh, this whole story. And I, and I, I really received like, that's not, <laughs> it doesn't have to be that yet. And maybe it'll grow to that, but even just having another person that's um, putting energy in these areas in an intentional way will make a difference. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and it's the same same thing as the bookkeeper concept, right? It's really going to impact the way that I see myself, which is, that's what needs to be unleashed, right? It's not, even though there are a lot of just practical nuts and bolts that that will support, it's kind of the bigger thing of seeing, being somebody who is leading an organization and has, has a team, period. So um, I think that's really valuable for me. A hundred percent. I hear you. And I agree with you on the stories we can make up around, oh, I can't afford to hire someone who's good. And someone who's really good wouldn't want just a five hour a week gig, like really stopping myself there. Mm-hmm. But A, I can't know that. And B, as we're having this conversation, I can think of three people I know who would not only be good at this job, let me know when you post it. I will share okay. the link. <laughs> not only be good at this job, but love. The idea of, are you kidding? Five to 10 hours a week on my laptop, mm. like contributing in this way. It would just be the perfect addition to their lives. Mm. So it's just about creating the vision, getting really clear, and then finding out if yeah. the vision is possible. Yeah. Right. Oh, I can't wait to meet your assistant. <laughs> be awesome. <laughs> Fabulous. Well, thank you for joining me. Um, again, for our listeners, we've been in a bit of a, a theme here around hiring, and I will share a resource with the with, uh, its training on how to create a hiring, excuse me, a job description for all of you who are inspired by this conversation with Malika and see the connection between bringing on more help and stepping into a, a fuller role as a business owner. So thanks, Malika. We'll Thank have to you. find you bring you back. I love having I know, you. number three. <laughs> uh, yes, I'll, I'll think up a problem. Okay, great. great. <laughs> and great. thanks everyone to tuning in. This is Dallas Travers signing off. I'll see you next time.
Thanks again for tuning in to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review the show. That's the best way you can show your support. I'd also love to connect on Instagram. So go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode or maybe a photo of yourself listening along to the podcast. Post it to your Instagram stories. Be sure to mention me. I'm at Dallas Travers and I'll send some Instagram love right back at you. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Until then... Keep going on your six-figure journey.